everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. Call me hashtag boss Lee or the people's mentor. And this is episode 443 of the show. Really excited to be back in town. I just was keynoting actually at a speech that I want to do a recap episode on because it was my first real speech back from um, COVID. And I know COVID is obviously kind of still going or whatever. New variants and blah, blah, blah. Will it ever end? Probably not. Um, but anyway, my point being, it was a really magical experience. And so for those of you, for, for me, and so for those of you who were there, I just want to give a huge shout out to Daniel G in that event. It was awesome. And I hope you guys learned a ton from me. At any rate, this episode of the show is actually from the last in-person event I went to. It was a company event for me. So I thought it was appropriate. I upload this for you. It's kind of me going through a lot of different things from Curtis Jackson, AKA 50 cents book, hustle harder, hustle smarter. So, um, if you haven't already grabbed that book, it's just a great book. I would highly recommend it. Anyway, but um, that was the last actually in-person event that I went to, and he is just so impactful. His book was excellent, and I wanted to share several of my takeaways from him with each and every single one of you. So I think you're going to love it. There's just so many concepts that if you would take this into your life, you'll see a lot of growth, and that's obviously what I'm trying to accomplish here on the People's Mentor Podcast. So if you don't already subscribe to the show, make sure you please do so. Uh, it costs you nothing, and then if you feel so compelled to leave a five-star review, I would really appreciate that as well. Um, I will be doing a giveaway for 2,500 US dollars. Once we get to 2,500 five-star reviews, my friends. So if you want to take the time and leave those reviews, I do appreciate that you do that. And so I just want to take the time to say thank you for that and make sure you know what we're doing it for. The other thing is there will be a link in the very top of the show notes here with a link to a Telegram channel. I will type 54321 in a Telegram chat. There will never be any kind of spamming. I will drop a Zoom link and we will be doing pop-up training calls only for people that are People's Mentor podcast subscribers. It's really cool. We've done them before and it was just oh, it's so, so powerful and I can't wait to share more knowledge of things that I learn and I want to share with each and every single one of you through that channel. So make sure you subscribe to that if you don't already again cost you nothing the last thing is if you want me to train a team of yours of 100 or more just email ask lee at gmail.com as long as you have 100 people we can absolutely get that scheduled you get to pick the topic it's no pressure i don't sell anything etc um if you didn't already see in the link in my bio my scripts my closing scripts are actually uploaded in spanish english and german so if you haven't already taken the opportunity to jump over there and download those for free i probably would if i were you again costs you nothing and i did mention this actually at daniel g's event so i'll mention it on here in case you missed it also in the bio if you are an entrepreneur listening to this and you have not already taken the free llc slash s corp setup call to find out if you need an s corp to save money on your taxes it's a free call. It's in the link in my bio. I don't make any money off of it, but I know you guys need that. Um, aside from that, all I have to say is that this episode of the podcast, I am training a network marketing team. I do not intend to make any income claims through this entire podcast. With that said, I don't know what my little... I have like this legal write-up, guys. Lord have mercy, it's me and I can't find it. But all I really know is that uh, anything that could be perceived as an, as an income claim is uh, not guaranteed, can't be guaranteed. And so if you choose to participate in a network marketing company, please understand it's very hard work. My results, of course, are not typical. With that said, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Take some notes. It's a great episode. Huge takeaways. I mean, we start off right away with a huge bang. You've got to work harder. Put in the work. And so with that, my name is Jesse Lee. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Enjoy this episode 443 of the show. At any rate, the book is kind of, it kind of takes him through his entire life, really, which I liked, but also it has, it's, it's just a really, really awesome read. And so I, like I said, cranked through it really quickly and really in conglomeration between his 
his conversation on stage, which I know those of you who are virtual could not hear. Um, but then also reading his book, I will tell you it, it's incredible. So, all right. The first thing, like I said, was really his concept of grow or die. And I think that is really important because there are so many of us who you'll see this, those of you who become champs, um, uh, you will see this on Circle of Champions calls where you kind of sit there and you want to shake the people who are either leading the call. Well, yeah, you want to shake the people leading the call. Like, when was the last time you read a new book? Like, when was the last time you listened to a new podcast? When was the last time you personally developed and went to an event or, you know, attended anything online or whatever? And I thought that was really interesting because this whole grow or die, you've got to strive to be better. Because everything in your life, I got to tell you, it's quite frankly, uh, it's up to you. I, I hate to say that, except for I don't hate to say that. I would say we are, yes, we are self-made. We are also team-made. But this life is up to you. And if we can start to take, and I know this is a leadership call, so I'm going to be a little direct. If we can start to take actual accountability over what's going on in our lives and our business and stop playing the blaming, shaming game, we're going to go a lot further in life. He kind of encapsulates that in his last, I think it's the last chapter of this book. Uh, but he talks about that. He's, he talks about... Um, I think it's like his cousin or something who is actually a very talented rapper who didn't really make it because, uh, you know, everything, the world was against him, you know, uh, you know, well, 50, you didn't do enough for me. You know, why didn't you help me get in those doors or, and then he's like, it's, it's, you know, damned if you do damned, if you don't, you know, you can't do that for everybody. People need to start taking responsibility for their lives. Like, uh, I'm going to say something and it's going to sound like I'm attacking you. So I'm just giving you the warning before I say it. The only reason you're not ranked 10 is because of you. Like literally the only reason you're not a millionaire is because of you. Check yourselves. The, like it's, what do you do in a day-to-day -day basis? I've been coaching the, the 12 and a lot of them, I'm giving them stuff where I'm like, what is going on with your schedule? Like, how do you have so much damn time to make nonsensical Instagram stories? How do you know what's going on in so many people's lives? I only know, like, I'm glad I have my reporters to come back to me and tell me what's going on in the lives of freaking anybody it doesn't matter I'm not, even I'm not talking about one person right now by the way so if you're a part of the 12 and you're on here I'm not attacking any one of you okay I'm attacking all of you all right this is an attack on all of you right it's like thank god I have uh, all you know my my reporters to let me know in a quick text message that da, 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 did you know la, la, la. I'm like no I had no idea did you know that there's a new flavor coming what do you mean while I was watching uh the instant hey Kuba's got an opinion on this you hear him He's beating y'all up. That's what that was. All right. He's like, scratching himself. All right. Like, oh, yeah, I saw in the story that there, that sweet jam's coming or whatever it is. I'm like, but if you were so focused on selling ketones anyway and not waiting for a flavor sale to drop, you would have already ranked up. You know what I mean? If you weren't watching Brian's story to see if there's a, you know, a sale is going to come or a promo is going to come or whatever. Like you would already be so into your business. And I know maybe not all of you are like that, but I'm going to guess 98% of you are like that. So I appreciate all of you. And I know the blue, well, I think everyone's attacked. I don't even think it's a color personality that's attacked right now. Okay. Cause you can justify the reason you watch stories and you do whatever. A lot of us are time suckers, but I love that because he basically in his book is like, 
let, like, let's get it together. Well, I'm not done. People counted me out over and over and over and over and over again, he kept talking about, right? And I made the way. It just didn't matter anymore if I wasn't going to get the support of, you know, name them. You know, it didn't matter anymore. I was going to make my way. And so create your own success. He talks so much about nothing should be handed to you. And quite frankly, you're not even going to appreciate it if it is handed to you. How many of you can, can relate to that? You know, like I'm like, and there's nothing wrong with placement lounge. So I know a lot of you have a lot of placement lounge under you. So don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. But I think it's kind of gangster that Lisa's given me nobody. Nobody, not a soul. The empire is the empire, right? I think that's kind of cool, right? I think it's cool I've never, you know, called her and said, please, oh my God. Like even on the month, what was that guy's? February 2018, I think it was. I probably now in retrospect could have messaged Lisa and been like, oh my God, we're going to drop from rank 10. Oh my God, can you please give me 30,000 points or 20,000 points or whatever it was, 2019? Okay, whatever it was, it was terrible. Okay, like the worst. I could have probably messaged her. I know she had people in her lounge and been like, please, dear God, can you please give me somebody? I don't want to drop rank. Instead, we went freaking balls to the wall. And quite frankly, it felt really, really good when we sat there. There were a bunch of us sitting in the house over here in Frisco. And we were so tired. Like, all of you that were there, there were several of you on this call that were there. I mean, y'all, we... (laughs) It was the most exhausting 24 hours, like, of my life. Like, it was so freaking exhausting. We, if, as soon as I would go live, I'd hang up the live, and Brittany would be live, and then Sydney would be live, and then Angela would be live. I mean, it was, like, back to back to back. We hammered simple proven results. Like, we were beating that thing up. It didn't matter. We weren't going to fail. The success was up to us. And it felt so much better. It felt so much better knowing it was us. So then he talks about how, execution is what matters because talk is cheap. And again, I don't mean to attack any of you guys. There are, there is still time in this month. And some of you are going to sit on here and say that you're going to push these next five days. And I know you're not going to, and I still appreciate you. But like, if you really want it, freaking go for it, go for it. Talk is so cheap. He talks about um, creating competition in the book, which is really cool. He kind of said it on stage too, but he elaborates in the book. Um, and he was talking about how he would create competition with, I'll give you two examples he uses. One, he uses Kanye West. You ever heard of Kanye West? Okay. So he had heard that Kanye was going to put out, um, an album a week after his album was going to come out. And this, and he was like, damn, that's close. Like that, that's going to mess up the charts. Like people are going to be deciding where to split their money. It's not good not good and his record label was saying hey it would be a great launch if um if we sold four hundred thousand copies in your first week that would probably get you to the top of the charts and instead he reaches out to kanye and he says hey man why don't we compete like why don't we do something he's like well what are you thinking he's like why don't we drop our albums on the same day and pretend that we're fighting with each other 
<laughs> I didn't know that this was all fake, okay? I don't think any of us knew it was all fake until uh, maybe you've read the book or maybe you've heard this before. But he's like, let's execute this. Like, let's make everyone think we hate each other. Um, and let's get this done. So they created this huge feud all over social media and all over, you know, all over everything. You know, television shows and, you know, the talk shows and whatever. Huge beef. Both of them dropped the album on the same day. And 50 Cent, Kanye was number one. 50 Cent was number two. 50 Cent sold over 600,000 records that week when his record label told him it would be incredible if he sold 400,000. And so... I want you to think about the perspective of that. How can you shift that in your business in some ways? He talks in the book also about how he knew he had to make bold, bold statements. Um, He was talking about, I guess, um, I don't remember which rapper. Sorry, he uses like a lot of rappers' names in the book. And I'm I'm not that good at remembering all of them, okay? I'm like learning, all right? Um, But he was talking about how... I guess there was a rapper who had died. He had been murdered. And so for a, and there was a lot of gang stuff going on. And he had said, uh, he had basically said nobody was using rappers' names then to throw beef. Like they would do things with a lot of undertones. So maybe they would describe a rapper and he ended up describing Jay-Z with like his car that he had and whatever else. That was kind of how they would do diss tracks because diss tracks are very big in the... Um, in the hip-hop profession, right? Hip-hop world, I guess. And so he decided, he's like, no, that's not going to get me enough attention. I have to execute on this. And he started dissing rappers by their name when for years people weren't dissing rappers by their names because it was extremely bold to do so. I'm like, well, damn. Well, damn. Okay? And in creating competition then, more people were like, oh, it's like that. His name got recognized. Two other examples, there's just so many that I'm like, this is just, it's smart business. We're not, sometimes we don't think about how can we make moves that make us stand out, right? He went after the big dogs. Now, I will compare this to network marketing for you because then you'll see my intention with why I do it, okay? I didn't realize that Curtis and I were just so aligned, (laughs) I suppose I should have known with our long-standing friendship that, you know, we uh, just build off of each other. All right. But um, he was talking about uh, two things. He talked about how he went after HBO. Okay. Because people were starting to compare power to empire. Not like the empire, our team. But there's a television show on Fox. And he's like, we're not even in the same league. People have to pay to see my show. I'm in the Premier League, so there's no point in me trying to give, me giving Empire, like, let them keep running ads against me. Like, they, I guess, wrote one, had, he hired a marketing department to make, like, a meme that went viral, where they took 50 Cent's head, and they put it on a Tyrion Lannister. I don't know if anyone ever saw the meme. And it was like bashing power and bashing 50 Cent. And it went super viral and whatever. In this book, he's like, surprise, Sade. He doesn't say that, but he's like, I'm the one who paid to have that ad and meme made, making fun of myself. 
it was my face I asked to be put on Tyrion Lannister. It was me. So many of us are so scared to be made fun of. We're so scared to have bad press. We get so caught up in the haters. We get so caught up in, you know, well, they said this or they're shadow banning me or, you know, this person's blocking me or this person's commenting hate stuff. This person's whatever. He's like, I created it. I wanted it. It gave people were people Game of Thrones fans were the ones spreading my news. What kind of confident person do you have to be to know that if it's coming out of their mouth, you're winning? So he talks in the book also. I'm kind of giving you the whole book, but damn, this book is good, man. (laughs) It's good. He talks about Oprah. And I think the chapter is called something like, uh, if we can't be friends, let's be enemies or something. If we can't be friends, let's be enemies. And yeah, uh, whatever. Or it's just if we can't be friends. Okay, if we can't be friends. And it talks in it about, um, about competition. Competition is how you bring out the best. He talks about how he was talking about how Oprah doesn't like him. And, she, and, and he doesn't like her. Why won't she let me on her TV show? Right? She, she messed up. She should have created her own network and she should have stayed on, on talk show, right? And they end up, he ends up being on her show, I guess. And they have a conversation and Oprah says to him, like, I didn't realize you were like this. Like, you're much more calm. Like, I like you a lot. You're very likable. And she's like, why did you come at me kind of like this? And he said, well, he's like, because if you weren't going to like me, it's better for me if you hate me. And he was talking about how all the downloads he gets because people hate him. You know, all of the press that he gets because people hate him. All the people who would have never found his Instagram page or his album or whatever if people didn't hate him. He's like, you need more people to have your name come out of their mouth. That is the only way you become known. Now, I know it's going to take a lot of you personally developing enough to actually love yourselves and not just say you love yourself. To not feel like you're freaking attacked when somebody says, oh my god, that was marketing oh my god la, la, la. okay but like that's how you become a billionaire think of how many people now this is not to be a political statement because like I'm, i mean whatever but there's a lot of people who keep talking about bill gates right now right like bill gates creates vaccines bill gates kills people it might be true i have no freaking idea but all i know is bill gates is making a ton of money because we keep talking about him that's all i know right people keep talking about elon musk wasted all that money to send a rocket ship to to whatever he did i don't know he launched something a couple weeks ago didn't he right people went crazy on social media about it crazy on social media about it um i hope you all have stock in tesla because my tesla stock went through the mf and roof when people got pissed off at elon for wasting Uh, Or Jeff Bezos or whatever. Both of them. I have Amazon and Tesla stock. I don't care. Everyone's talking crap about the two founders of these companies. Good. Keep making memes. Please. You are literally padding their pockets and mine because I got stocks in it. Let me give you a more relevant example from this week. Did y'all see what happened with OnlyFans about five days ago? 
I don't know if any of y'all are OnlyFansers, okay? If you are, that's your side hustle. Maybe focus on your business, okay? Like this business, not like your booty business. All right, okay, thank you, thank you, because your OnlyFans does not benefit the empire. All right, so anyway, (laughs) I don't know if you saw this, but OnlyFans literally put out a press release, and they said, we are no longer going to be doing adult content on OnlyFans. Um, We want this to be a serious business platform. That's all they said. So all these porn stars, like, and now, like, homegrown porn. I was a little excited that it was going to be easier to hire people again. Like, people are going to have to go back to work because it's very hard to find. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, but, like, uh, guys, like, I'm just telling you, I was like, damn, what are these people going to do? What are these OnlyFans people going to do? It went super viral, right? All the OnlyFans people freaking out. All the people who are buying OnlyFans content because it's millions and millions and millions freaking out that their porn's going to get shut down, you know? Like, that's right. I've got a model in my building getting evicted. I think it's because she found out her, you know, whatever. Now I'm a little worried about it because I want her apartment because after five days of free hate press, OnlyFans went, oh, just kidding. You can still post naked photos and have sex on OnlyFans. Like, do you understand what I'm saying right now? I'm not saying it feels good when somebody tries to make an expose about how terrible you are, okay? It feels like crap. I suggest not ever watching it. I suggest involving lawyers. I suggest you don't look at it, okay? I'm not saying it feels good. I'm not saying it's great to get bashed. I'm not saying any of this stuff. But I am saying it's free press. As much as there are definitely people attacking me right now who do not know me, do not know my character, know nothing about me. There are a lot of new customers who are like, hi, I found you through so-and-so's YouTube channel. I'm like, mm, cool. They're like, I really like you. You're nothing like they say you are. They, they cut up your videos and make you look like an evil person. I'm like, yeah, I know. But I decided to watch your whole video. You didn't even say what they said you said. I'm like, yeah, I know. So preserve yourself though, okay? Don't watch the stuff don't go down the rabbit hole of your haters but understand this man has built a legitimate freaking empire based off of people talking crap about him and every time people talk crap about popular people they get more popular especially if they're actually a good freaking person which I think you'll establish when you read the book yourself. So that obviously applies directly to our business. But I want to promise you, it is that execution that matters. The talk is so cheap. It is so cheap in our profession as a whole. People keep saying, you know, oh, you know, I want to hit this. I want to do that. You can do it. And I know you know that after more, or you probably knew it all along, but we need to call ourselves on our crap. When he kept saying, no one's going to outwork me, 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 he meant it. He didn't just say it. He meant it. 
I understand it's inconvenient to go live sometimes. I understand it's inconvenient to make posts. I understand it's inconvenient to do a lot of stuff. It's inconvenient to do tons and tons of stuff around business. But what are we doing? Are we actually working? Right. Okay. Also in this book, I really love this. He talks about the importance of having a good team. Oh my God. Holy Toledo. Oh my God. You can only build this as big as, well, he says it a couple different ways. He talks about how, I mean, you've heard this before, but you're only as strong as your weakest link, right? And especially as you start to expand your business and you start to actually bring people in as employees, which you will if you build this as big as you know you want it to be built, okay? All of these things, you've got to hire intelligently and he talks about being a good judge of character and one thing I will say in here is when your intuition tells you something listen now he relates it to the hood (laughs) okay he tells a story about drug dealing um I forget what the position is but basically like it's a middleman or something that like runs the drugs somewhere and kind of like gets confused like confuses the cops if there's a whatever i don't i don't know guys i've never wookie and kumba the noise in here right now guys i mean come on all right um but anyway there's a i don't remember what the 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 role is called in this but it's the most vulnerable position they get arrested the most um it's usually a young a younger person like a young kid it's like an up and coming um it's an up and coming position in the drug hierarchy or whatever and he was talking about how most drug dealers, uh, they are stupid about it. They say, oh, this is a lower level position. It doesn't really matter. And he looked at it from the perspective of, uh, F no, that person is like 10 out of 10 going to get arrested. I need to make sure they have good character. How can you think about that in your business? Right? Like you might not think about it. He says a line too. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Okay, so he talks, when he talks about building a strong crew, he said, betrayal is never as far away as you think. Whoa. Betrayal is never as far away as you think. And so like that obvious, I mean, some of you know my story through and through. That hit me like, doom, 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 like, ah, like that TikTok where you just get like shot, you know, repeatedly. Um, let me tell you, That is like, that has been my reality, like pretty much my whole uh, network marketing career. And so when he said it, I'm like, yes, you can look at this from the perspective of, of course, drug dealing, of course, the rap game and how these people end up getting murdered, right? But of course, your business, who are you letting in your business? Sometimes I'll relate this to network marketing. Sometimes... Oh, and I have to go back to the other thing about competition. So don't let me forget that. Sometimes we might tell our downline something and we think, oh my God, but like I'm so close to Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie just popped up on my screen. Somebody turned their camera off. So now Stephanie's on the screen. Hey, okay. Like Stephanie's a bad example because I, you know, I, I trust, you know, I trust her, but like you might say things that you don't think are a big deal. And then it's like, whoop. I mean, guys, it's so easy. It's not even like people are trying to betray you sometimes, I don't think. 
They just say things they don't even realize they weren't supposed to say. Does that make sense? One of my closest friends who I invest millions of dollars with um, just went to his wedding. Some of you know him, Johnny. Johnny Green and I became very close friends very fast. And we met. He told me a couple things that he didn't even tell me they were secrets. I just knew it wasn't my business to share. Like, you know, about six months later, he just messages me. You're a real one, Jesse Lee. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, okay, I know. Uh, why do you say that? He's like, well, I told you a bunch of secrets when we met six months ago that I've only told you. Or maybe they were stories. Like, I don't remember if it was stories or secrets, right? Um, and I, I've been waiting to see if they came back. I was like, oh, okay. He goes, you didn't tell anybody. Like, it didn't sound like it was my story to tell. He's like, right, but most people don't think about that. Most people will tell people things that they think can then benefit them so they can get a leg up. And it created such a foundation to our friendship because he knew he could trust me. This is before we ever invested a dollar together. He's like, I don't, I don't mess, mix my money with people I don't trust. So I want you to think about that when you're talking to your teams, etc. You just never know. And when you're hiring people, you just never know. Right? And I'm not saying be so close to the chest that like you're super tough. There's a lot of you that know a lot about me. There's a lot of you I'm very close friends with. Right? I just want you to know like, just keep your, keep your ears open, your eyes open, and just be smart. Just be smarter and build yourself a strong, strong crew. Are we stuck at 100, by the way? Have we had over 100? Or is my Zoom jacked? Oh, no. For God's sake. Okay, just wondering. Okay, so back to the competition thing really fast. Back to the competition thing really quickly. There's a reason that I talk repeatedly, let's go with stuck, I know, right? About Stormy. I want you to think about this. Like, I can't compete with any of you. Do I think she's better than me in this? Hell no. Not even kind of, okay? I have a tremendous amount of respect for her. She's not a better network marketer, no. I don't think she's a better leader. I don't think she's better at anything, but she makes more money than me, right? She does like a lot more money than me kind of pisses me the off, but I constantly am after her ass. Okay. Like, do you see the way we comment on each other's stuff? Like we are like, I got her people. She got my people. Like we are literally clearly competing with each other. She's the only one I can compete with. Like, that's it. That's it. And I want you to think about that. Why aren't you competing with her? Or me? <laughs> like, some of you are trying to compete with your accountability partner. Or you're trying to compete with other rank eights or sevens or sixes or fives or whatever. Like, you're competing with someone who's not the best. I'm the best network marketer in the freaking world, but my check is all jacked up. 
<laughs> it's not that bad, all right? I'm the best network marketer in the world. You should be trying to compete with me. And he talks in the book about, are y'all watching what the people who have what you want do? And are you just watching or are you going to start doing it? I thought that was really powerful. He was talking about, um, he talks about, um, what's his flipping name? P. Diddy, P. Diddy, Sean Combs, right? He talks about him in here and he talks about Jay-Z in here and he talks about these people who are obviously titans. That's what he's competing with. He's not trying to compete with the up and coming people. He's not trying to compete with the people that are on the leaderboards right now. He's in a different role, right? He's in a different role. And I thought that was really, really powerful because I don't think we think about it like that sometimes. Okay. I don't think we talk about it that times. It's that thought, talk about it enough times. Right. He said, um, he is fearless. (laughs) He talks about, um, because he has a heart of a hustler. And so something he talks about that I really loved is how was it worded? I said this to Sydney on our call the other day. Shoot, do you remember how I worded it? Oh my God. He's like, if you don't feel the fear, you you don't know what it's like to feel alive or something like that. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, the bravery part. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he talks about how, um, oh, it was with you, Megan. It wasn't even with Sydney. Sorry, too many calls. Whoopsies. All right, Megan Hunter, tell her what I said. All right, but um, he's talking about how um, he has a friend, he's a white man, and the friend is always doing crazy, put in quotations, crazy stuff. You know, he's skydiving and paragliding, and he's hang- He's taking Instagram photos where he's, like, hanging off of buildings. And there we go. If you don't feel the fear, you'll never know what it feels like to be brave. Thank you. And I don't know if he said that, but that's what I said to Megan. So if you don't feel the fear, you'll never know what it feels like to be brave. So he was talking to his friends, his gangster friends, he said, and his friends were like, those stupid fucking white people, always doing white people stuff, hanging off of buildings, you know, what the fuck is wrong with them? They don't even know what to be scared of. It's white people shit. Yeah, right. Like that's what he talks about in the book. He's like, why do they do this? Okay, this is so dumb. And he's there like talking to 50 Cent about it, right? And 50 says, you know, maybe because they want to feel alive. And so 50 went and he went with the guy who was hanging off of buildings and skydiving and whatever else. And he said, hey, let's go do something. I want to do something crazy. I want to I want to feel the fear. And he takes him up to the top of a building, 40 feet in the air, no restraints with a photographer. And he's hanging off the edge of this building, 50 cent. Right. Snaps a photo, like looks back or whatever. Snaps a photo, feels the adrenaline rush, like, woo, felt alive, got off, posted the photo on Instagram, wrote some quick little caption or whatever, and his health, his life insurance policy called him immediately and said, do it one more time, we're dropping you. (laughs) But that feeling of, ooh, this is scary, but I'm going to be brave. I'm not telling you it's not going to be scary to reach out to people and do business and do what, you know, whatever it is that's scaring you in your business. I'm just saying, won't it feel better when you're brave in it? 
Won't it feel better when you're on the other side of that fear? And are you pushing yourself to feel that fear on a regular basis? Because if you're not, it's a problem. You need to feel that. That's how you feel alive. And he says in the book, it takes time, but it can be learned. And I'll agree with that. I'll totally agree with that. There's stuff that in the past, if you would have told me I was going to do it, I, I mean, lots of things, business things. I'd be like, oh no, that's scary. That's scary. Going to my first mastermind, I was like, I'm going to crap my pants. <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay. Like, oh God. I remember my first GoPro. I was like walking around like a, like a deer, you know, like, uh, this is a lot. Oh my God. Like, sca- yeah, you're scared. First time I met Eric, you know, shaking, my heart's racing. Even on stage this last weekend, I know you guys heard me, but like I could hear my freaking heartbeat in my ears. I haven't been scared like that in a long time. Like, not, I guess scared's not the right word, but I for sure felt fear. I haven't been on a stage in front of people in, in a year and a half. It's just different, right? You're going to feel these things, but then you get to, you get to, uh, you get to step into it. And he goes into something that I just, I'm obsessed with, obviously, but nothing beats hard work and hustle. And he goes into this and he says, no one owes you anything. I know we feel like that sometimes, and you probably definitely feel like that on this team, right? There's a lot of incentives and there's a lot of extra stuff and there's a lot of whatever. No one owes you anything. Someone tried to make me feel kind of bad for not doing a debrief uh, with the front line at, um, at uh, whatchamacallit, more. I'm like, I'm not going to feel bad about that. Why do you need me? Why, why do I need to be in a room with 82 of you coughing and sneezing? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. 82 of you? You want me to, not, to go to bed at 4 in the morning, 3 in the morning? No. Text me your debriefs. I've made it clear I'm not sitting around doing it. Hell no. I don't owe that to you. We already did a frontline meetup. Did you not come? I already did. No. I didn't even owe a frontline meetup. I didn't owe a team photo. I I don't owe anything. I don't even need to be on this call right now. I I don't owe you this. I mean, I love doing this. So, like, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm like channeling my Curtis right now, okay? But, like, I don't owe you this. I don't owe you Wednesday night Zooms. I don't owe you posts on, on social media. I don't owe you champ calls. I don't owe you podcasts. I don't owe you anything. Get to work. And I, like, love you, like, hurts my yellow, like, really bad yelling that at you. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, that, like, really hurt my heart a little bit. But, wow. Like, work harder. The world is not fair. He goes into this over and over and over and over again. The world is not fair. You're going to get out of this what you put into this. You are. You'll be rank nine when you put in rank nine work. You'll be rank ten when you put in rank ten work. You'll be teaching on that stage. Not basically begging for a spot when you freaking earn it. Eric Worry will call you. How do I know? Because he calls me. I don't call Eric. Please, please put me on your stage. Please, please. No, Jesse Lee, hey, can you do me a favor? Uh, da, 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 da. Jesse Lee, please, are you available for GoPro? Jesse Lee, please, will you do a social media summit? Jesse Lee, please, will you run my, my mastermind this week? Jesse Lee, Jesse Lee, Jesse Lee, Jesse Lee, Jesse Lee, Jesse Lee, because I put in the work. Like, you get to earn these things. You earn it through the hard work. This isn't the hood. We're not gangsters. Well, some of you might be. I don't know. You know, we're not in danger. Some of you probably are gangsters. Oh, God. Who's the gangsters? All right? 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> Bring, I kind of believe it. We do have a gang sign. <laughs> I guess we're all gangsters. Yay. All right. Look, (laughs) but I want us to actually evaluate our work ethic. Check yourself. I, I, I said this on this, on the Latino call last night, but can you track your work for this next week? Can you see the hours you actually are putting into this? Right. Are there things you need to change? Because if I get anything out of anything, I got to tell you, when I look at all these successful people, the most common trait of all of them is a tremendously strong work ethic. It's the work ethic. It's the hustler's mentality. I might not be a gangster. I don't even know how to yell at y'all. That like really, I feel like pain in my chest for hollering a little bit a second ago. (laughs) Wasn't even hollering. Okay, I don't even know how to yell at people. So I'm not a gangster, but I'm absolutely a hustler. But you can hustle in everything. Hustling doesn't have to have a negative connotation to it. It doesn't. It doesn't. And there are so many powerful, powerful things can shift in your life and in your world when you decide to be that hustler and maybe channel a little bit of your inner gangster. Okay. I don't think gangsters have to be violent. All right. Gangsters. What? There's like a, I don't remember what it was, whatever. I read like a meme one time about, about anyway, it doesn't matter. And then the last thing I will say that I truly loved and I'll leave it with this. It's in the front half of this book. I don't remember where, but I wrote it down immediately because I just thought it was so, so incredible was he said, This is a direct quote. I'm made of flesh and blood like all humans, but I want it more. I'm made of flesh and blood like all humans, but I want it more. And so it's up to you to show yourself and show your team and show our community and show the profession how much you want it more.